Worldwide parent coach and conscious educator, Sue DeCaro, is on a mission to revitalize the joy in parenting. Welcome to Conscious Parents, Thriving Kids, a podcast designed to help parents all over the world create deeper connections with themselves and their children while overcoming life's daily parenting challenges. Listen in if you want to bring more laughter, love, and enjoyment to your home life. Welcome to Conscious Parents Thriving Kids, a place for all things parenting. I am your host, Sue DeCaro. Having special guests on my podcast for me is super exciting. The topics we choose for you, our listeners, are so important to us. And I'm super excited to share today's guest for this episode, Stephanie Pinto. Stephanie is an emotional intelligence coach who specializes in helping parents to create an emotionally intelligent family culture at home. She is a certified emotional intelligence specialist, is a trained pediatric anxiety therapist, and practiced as a speech pathologist for 10 years. She supports parents in learning how to manage their emotions, frustrations, and stress so that they are happier, calmer, and connected more deeply with their children. She also helps parents to raise emotionally intelligent kids who are self-aware, and manage their emotions and their behavior. She's also passionate about building kids' confidence and resilience. And she is here with us for this episode. Welcome. (laughs) Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. I'm so glad you're a returning guest and um, you, you deal with, work with such an amazing topic that is, you know, a real passion I know of yours. And I think for our listeners, let's first talk about, because I think it's important to define what you think emotional intelligence is and how you might define that for them. Mm, Yeah, good question. You know, I think just in a nutshell, emotional intelligence is really that um, ability for us to be aware of and, and value our emotions and deal with our emotions and navigate through them sometimes utilize or even leverage them to um, deepen our connections and our relationships and make good decisions. You know, it kind of spans um, from obviously what I work, uh, work with and talk a lot about with kids and parenting and things like that, but also right through to uh, in the workplace. And um, so I see it as something that's almost like a kind of non-negotiable set of um, skills or awarenesses for anyone of any age anywhere in the world. Um, it's just so valuable. It is. And yet so many of us are detached from the ability to value or connect with our own emotions. And, you know, in my realm of work, I see it coming from a lot of conditioning, social conditioning, conditioning as children, just, you know, our family of origin, how we were raised, you know, be quiet, you're too, you know, don't cry, you know, suck it up, whatever the phrase of the day was in those days, right? Of course, giving, you know, our parents credit for all that they did, but at the same time, what they didn't know was not something that they could work with, right? When we know better, we do better. So I just love that phrase. So we know so much more today, but at the same time, bringing attention to how we connect value, honor our own emotions as adults in our children's lives takes a lot of um, really digging deep and looking at our own baggage and our own conditioning. Mm -hmm. 
So talk a little bit about how you see, you know, that conditioning playing out in the work that you do in this world. Mm, yeah, this is this is such an important point because probably in both of our work, um, we find there are some parents who come to us and want support to deal with their child's emotions and deal with their child's challenging behaviors and disruptive behaviors. And and I get there, you know, I I feel like I've been there. I was that parent. Oh, my kids are so loud, noisy, messy. Help me fix them. Right, fix <laughs> um, them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I go, okay, uh, so let's start, you know, um, let's start sort of at the, at the ground level. Let's re- rewind a little bit. And, yeah, I love how you said looking at our conditioning and our baggage and the stuff that we bring to the table as parents is uh, probably more than half. It's more than half of the, um, the dynamic of what's going on, right? So I, I had a beautiful dad, actually, who's in one of my programs, um, and I have also interviewed him because he does some work around fatherhood and things like that. And he said, um, I remember there were two times in my life that I saw my dad cry. Uh, only two times. The first time he, um, he turned away and tried to hide and, and uh, cover it. And then the second time he quickly went out the back, out to the backyard so that he didn't show his son um, and siblings that he was upset and um, sad or uh, distressed sort of thing. And so that was, you know, that's just another story of, of many that I hear from parents who when they do do a little bit of digging and we help them to uncover some of that and really bring up to their awareness of how they were raised and how that is a bit of coding programming it's our conditioning you know that's what we learn this is normal this is what we do this is what we don't do this is what we show this is what we don't show all of that kind of stuff it's still like it it happened many years ago but man that stuff is still playing out with us now it it can make us really uncomfortable when our child is upset disappointed um afraid angry you know even me sometimes I'm still learning even though I'm teaching and talking about this stuff I see my youngest, who's four and three quarters, she will, she will let you know, um, when she gets really angry at her brother, he's taken something or called her something, and the look of rage on her face sometimes, this beautiful little tiny four-year-old face, and she's full of rage and anger. And even to me, I have to, I have to sort of tell myself, this is okay, and the emotion is okay. It's, it's, um, it's something that I have to become at peace with and help her through and not get triggered myself because then then I'm likely to say you know some of the things you said don't look at me like that I'll give you something to be upset about and all those things right (laughs) right and you know it's it's interesting because the laundry list of things that were said to us as children you know little boys aren't supposed to cry you know some of the gender roles too that were played out um you know I'll give you something to to cry about I, I think I heard that once in my lifetime (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you know, all of those things run through our bloodstream. I, I, I feel like, you know, they run through our blood. That doesn't mean we can't clear the blood, you know, so to speak, um, and, and clear the passage of these, you know, conditioning so that we are able to say that feeling is valid. And because it's yours, you know, I see you, I hear you, and I validate and honor who and what you are in this moment, in that moment, you know, whether the rage is on your face or not, let's, 
let's unwrap it. Let's, you know, unfold that rage and see what's underneath and why you feel that way so we can move through it together. So, you know, it's, it's a scary thing for parents. And I think when it comes to emotions, many parents feel like it's a, you know, boulder. They're boulders. They're so uncomfortable, like a boulder mm. coming down the hill, rolling on top of them. And so, you know, with that discomfort, what is one thing or two things perhaps that you offer as suggestions when a parent is, you know, completely uncomfortable with the emotional boulder that's about to land in their world? Mm, yeah. You know, I think it's a great place to start with, um, you know, something I, I talk a lot to parents about is that we often have a really uh, condensed and um, poor emotion vocabulary. Uh, if we are not, if we haven't been um, uh, conditioned or if we haven't learned that any and all emotions are okay and that they are valid and they are our own and, and it's okay to feel this way, which is different to how I feel or you feel, um, then we probably have a, a really small emotional vocabulary of like happy, sad, angry sort of thing. Uh, so I say even to parents, not just to help your child grow their emotional vocabulary, but your own. Um, that takes some recognition and some awareness of how you are feeling moment to moment. So often we go through the whole day being so busy doing work or, or things at home and chores and, and things that we don't even realize. We don't even check in on how we're feeling um, moment to moment or, or, you know, even, you know, at lunchtime or in the afternoon or in the morning. And I have parents, you know, who come to me and say, you know, it's by nine o'clock in the morning, I'm already about to blow up at my kids because they've been doing this and that and, and the day is already um, kind of in, in the trash. Kind ruined. Of yeah, and the day is ruined. ruined. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, I'm, and I, I think, wow, you know, to not, when we don't have that awareness of things are building for me or this went wrong or my child has done that and then, you know, I got the call from work or, you know, my mum's in hospital or this, that, when we don't have that awareness of, oh, things are building, or I'm starting to get irritated, or I'm starting to get um, frustrated or, or agitated, whatever it is, that overload, we, we feel like we go zero to 100, and we will blow up and snap when our kids do something. Mm -hmm. So we need to have that, um, I kind of say, turn your eyes inward and have a look at how you're feeling. Um, I have parents who will set a timer on their phone and I say, set it every two hours, just emotion check-in or a check-in. And you can, you can set that throughout the day just to start uh, recognizing how you're feeling and Love going, that. huh, like from a place of curiosity. And I know how you say from a place of neutrality, which I love that. Yeah, yeah. And just noticing and then putting a name to it. Do I feel very rarely we just feel angry we might actually feel let down or disappointed that that didn't work out or that they didn't include me or um we might feel a little resentful uh or nervous or anxious so yeah. so that's something that i say to parents is it's not easy but it's a simple you know couple of steps you can take and building that momentum to make it a bit of a practice um, we've got emotion. I've got emotion wheels, kids' emotion wheels and posters and things. And there is over a hundred emotion words in some of those, um, yeah. some of those. So they're really powerful. I love how you bring attention to the vocabulary. You know, we're not just happy, sad, 
hangry and, you know, mm. uncomfortable or whatever, you know. <laughs> so the, the faces you used to see as children in preschool, you know, maybe before your time, but there were very few faces, you know, or you go to the doctor's office and there's 10 faces. And so it shows you 10 different emotions of, you know, the level of pain. And so I love the fact that you bring attention to the vocabulary because, you know, as you said, there's, you know, over hundred words that we could use to describe ourselves at any given time and, and love ourselves for that description, regardless of where it comes out or when it comes out. Uh, when my daughter, when my oldest, my greatest awakener was young, she had trouble with emotions and um, and it, at that time I was extremely emotional and shared my emotions with labels all over the place, but we got, we got made an emotion card or cards actually that was on a ring and they had pictures on one side, words on the other side. And, you know, you could go through the ring to describe, and maybe it was in a binder. It's been so many years, maybe it's a binder. So she could flip through and point to whatever it is, uh, that she was feeling at the time. And so she had corresponding pictures as part of her work on her own emotions, accepting her own emotions, corresponding pictures that went with, what do I look like when I'm angry? Now, of course, what she looked like when she's angry is different from what I may look like when I'm angry or your daughter when she was feeling that rage. And that's okay because the look and the feeling are interpreted by the individual that's having the emotion, not the other ones around that you know mm. are trying to make sense of what's happening. But, you know, I actually think it was a, a little ring, you know, a ring that like a silver ring that had uh, punch holes in the cards and, you know, they mm -hmm. went on this. So as, as adults, I love your check-in. I love setting the timers on, you know, the phones and things. Mm -hmm. We could even do rings like this for us because the pictures on one side and, you know, our children can help us with the pictures, which would be beautiful. You know, what do you look like? What do you think I look like? Let's put pictures to this. It doesn't have to be real, right? Mm -hmm. And then the family can use those cards, you know, even at the dinner table when people are feeling various things. Pass it around, you know, just make it a game. What are you feeling right now? Let's pass the, the uh, mm -hmm. cards around so everybody can share. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there's not enough of this in the world. Mm -hmm. And yet, and yet with two years into the pandemic and all the emotions running high and the anxiety and the fear and the frustration and the sadness and the loss and the grief and the, you know, now more than ever, this is such a pertinent topic, crucial, necessary to bring mm -hmm. to ourselves as adults. And then, you know, of course, our children. Mm -hmm. I, think, I think this is um, a bit of a wake up call I know in lots of different ways it is, and that's what people say. Um, but for me, one of the ways is that we are starting to realise, wow, if we just carry on and push through and we get our kids off to school and then we get them home and they do their homework and if we are functioning at this really surface level and getting stuff done and we're trying to be productive and yet we're not looking deeper at how I'm feeling and what's bringing me joy versus what is stressing me out and and my child and what's what's bringing us into a state of clashing and conflict uh, and and working on that stuff like you know with this the, i think yeah th this is the wake up call that has helped us see um particularly because a lot of us now are working from home or or to some extent are uh that in order to have that 
life filled with joy and um, and compassion and empathy and understanding and, and to have things flow, you know, that ease and flow at home with our family, we have to bring emotions into that. We, we have to recognise what is bringing us into this state of dis-ease um, or unease and, and for our kids as well, what's going on with them? You know, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, the other day anxiety and um, how that is showing up in our kids and in ourselves and what that's doing to our the dynamic home with our with our whole family and just the energy and the vibe at home and things like that. I'm really conscious that I want to give my kids the best foundation for emotional intel of emotional intelligence that um, you know my son is starting back at school. The school year starts next week here in um, Australia. And I want him to feel like even though this is a new year and things are a little different, we, he is now encouraged to wear a mask. And we do have to, this morning, I've got to pick up some rapid antigen tests <laughs> and get those done before he goes back and twice a week for the first two weeks. Um, so things are different and things are changing and he he's a little bit unsure. And what is that? And what do I have to do? But I want him to have that foundation of this is how he feels. He, he recognizes that. He has the awareness, like the physiological, I'm feeling a bit jittery or a bit buzzy. Or, or a bit, um, you know, uh, nervous, and to be able to express that and not just um, squash it down, maybe not even just, you know, for, for me when I was younger, I didn't even recognise it. I didn't have the signs because I was used to being a good girl and being polite and saying the right thing, so I squashed, 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 and then I didn't even have those. I think I missed those signs. Um, I didn't realise I was feeling anxious or nervous. I just thought, no, you can do this say the right thing, do the right thing. Um, don't let anyone know you're, you're okay. You're fine. Uh, didn't consciously think that, but that was underlying because I didn't have, um, you know, the emotional intelligence happening at home. I didn't have that culture. And I, I do kind of explain it as a bit of a culture. This is for my family um, and the families I coach. I say, I want to make this just the culture. This is how we do things. This is what we do. This is what we talk about. It's normal. So right. I think that is, yeah, that's, it has to be the culture because it can't be just the parents doing it and not the kids mm -hmm. and it can't be just the kids doing it and not the parents. And the culture even needs to be transported, probably doing this already, to the school district because just as important as it is for our, you know, our families at home to feel like they can share, talk, emote, you know, and, and validate one mm -hmm. another, it's mm -hmm. also important that kids feel validated in school. Yeah, and, and I do see some schools bringing that in and bringing different elements of mindfulness, even yoga and, and um, things like that, some bits of emotional intelligence. Uh, I would love to see it, um, I guess, selfishly, I'm very biased. I would love to see them take out some of the, maybe some of the other things out of the curriculum and um, it's already overpacked, I know, but and put in some emotional intelligence and really value that. To, to help our kids who are yeah. anxious or nervous or um, depressed even and, and things like that. It's, it's especially a, now. I mean, we're, we're behind, you know, everybody's worried about how behind kids are academically. They're all mm. behind, you know, it, it's not like just one or your kid or my kid. It, they're all yeah. behind together, you know, as a, as a, as a world we're behind and we've, there's no other world to compare it to. So we're all in this together. 
So I agree with you. If we could, you know, bring them into this realm of support, it would help them with all the other realms and areas and expertise and, you know, academics and whatever it is they're moving through for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. There's actually um, really quickly, there's a evidence that shows that kids who have emotional intelligence skills do perform better on academic testing and perform better at school and, and obviously, you know, that relates to them being able to manage the stress and anxiety in testing situations, but also in the classroom and in the playground. If, if kids are more, uh, if they have skills to deal with their, um, their emotions and not let those emotions bubble up and blow up, then uh, they're not going to potentially be in, on detention. They're not going to get into conflict or they'll be able to resolve conflict. Uh, there's a whole lot of research. So yeah, I'm just sure. a huge fan. For sure. And you know what, if we could start this young with our young kids, like your age, (laughs) your kids, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and develop that over time, all of those things are going to, you know, be enhanced with our children. Mm -hmm. All of those things, you know, it's never too late, right? It's never too late for any parent. Mm -hmm. But of course, the younger, you know, we can teach this and develop the culture in our home. They don't know any different. It just is what it is. It's their way of being. Mm -hmm. Right, right. And kids can help parents too, right? You know, there's, I know I do a lot of accountability with parents with kids and kids with parents. And so this is also another area where kids can help parents really validate or step into their own emotions by stopping them and helping them. You know, I see you, you look like you're having a feeling, you know, a big (laughs) feeling like mom, your face looks a little rage filled or whatever, you know, whatever (laughs) words they might think of. And call us, you know, I hate to use the word call us out, but call mm-hmm. us to the, you know, to step up and own it and be okay with it so that we continue to learn and grow in our own, you know, day-to-day world through our children. Mm, I love that. It's such, it's such an important uh, job you have. I mean, we all have, you know, but you specifically working with the emotional intelligence and bringing that culture to families all over the world is huge. Where can people learn a little bit more about you, um, our listeners, mind sharing that? Yes, I would love to. If anyone wants to read a little bit more or get in touch, my website is stephaniepinto.com. Um, and I'm on a, you know, the different platforms, um, but the main, the main space where I put out information and um, tips and info and strategies and things is on my Facebook group. And that's called Let's Raise Emotionally Intelligent Kids. Let's. <laughs> Let's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for returning and sharing all your wisdom and knowledge with us today. I really appreciate it. And to all our listeners, thank you so much for joining us. And remember, every moment is a new moment for conscious connections. Thanks for listening to Conscious Parents Thriving Kids. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen in.